Welcome to Making Small Business Work. In this episode, we are speaking with Tracy Dryden, owner of Bayside Brownie Company. Through our conversation, Tracy describes the time they took to plan the startup, the pros and cons of a home-based business. She highlights the influence that social media has had on her business and provides some insights of how she's leveraged that power for growth. Tracy also opens up about the legacy her parents left her and how she has mirrored that her own children through the ownership of small business. Thanks, Tracy. Let's start with you and your background. I was born into a family who at that time had the Tattlesalls Hotel Canoe I literally came home from a hospital to the hotel. So my parents were in the hospitality game from the day I was born. They eventually decided that it wasn't probably the life that they wanted their two girls to grow up in, considering my elder sister was pulling beers behind the bar at about age five. They moved us to Camden where we did all of our schooling and mum was a sales rep. Dad worked in a factory. He eventually decided that he was going to start up his own small business and bought into a franchise for chem dry carpet cleaning. I would often help dad with answering the phone and going out on jobs and helping out there. So that's probably where my knowledge and understanding of hard work pays dividends within small business. So my parents worked long hours, but it definitely paid off. So mum ended up working with dad in the business as well. From there, I finished my schooling and went straight into a hospitality course. So I did an advanced certificate of hospitality and catering. So hospitality is probably in my blood. Mm -hmm. And I do remember a conversation with my dad at one point who was seriously thinking when I was doing my certificate course to get involved in another country pub. He still would have liked to have gone back there. I don't think he he quenched his thirst, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) I always loved that social side of that hospitality work but it seemed at that age all of my friends were out having a good time and I was working behind bars and and things so quickly moved into sales after that and customer service did that until I had kids got back into that after kids here I am full circle back in the hospitality game excellent I'm intrigued that your parents owned a franchise was that ever considered as a way to start your small business or were you always going to create your own entity It was not ever a consideration for us. My husband and I had an idea that we wanted to build something from ground level up. And although we wouldn't mind going down the franchise route ourselves without business, it was definitely something that we wanted to to not be dictated to how we had to do certain things because we had an idea on what we wanted to do and your parents had various small businesses as you were growing up and do you think that may have influenced your decision or inspired you to know that it could be done definitely i think that just knowing that it could be done seeing the hard work that they put in 
but also the the gains that they got out of that because I had also seen them work for other people and put in big time and effort and maybe not get fully compensated for that at the time. So when I did see them move into their own their own small business later on and I did see the gains that can be made through small business. So you mentioned earlier that you have a family and that you had a career in sales. Why start your own business and bring that stress onto yourself? <laughs> the kids were getting older. They were a little bit more self-sufficient. I'd done the hard yards with the, the four kids. It was more a desire to set something up of our own with my husband and I. And also we felt that the big businesses that we were working for had lost touch with their consumer and they'd forgotten about who their customer was and we wanted to start something up of our own that was really customer focused. So you created Bayside Brownie where you just sell brownies. Tell me about how you came to the decision to specialise in one thing. It was actually a very long train trip. We did uh, an overnight from Melbourne to Sydney And we'd been toiling with the idea of opening up a sweet place. Pastries, cakes, old school lolly shop style. And it had just probably blown out of all proportion. And on that very long train trip, we toiled backwards and forwards the plan. We moved completely away from the shop. And we also moved completely away from trying to be everything to everyone. We would specialise in one thing and I was already known in the local area through friends and and acquaintances of being the go-to person for parties and for my brownies. So we decided that that was something that I could churn out consistently and just do one thing and do it really well. small business work. Tell me about the startup then, because you couldn't have just decided and then the next day started baking brownies. No, it was 18 months to two year process of building a business plan, even coming down to deciding on a name. We were moving into state as well. So there were a few difficulties in being in a totally different state to where we were setting up the business. We moved through that in between our other work at the time and in between moving and and renovating a house too. So we, we had a few balls in the air juggling at that point in time but yeah it was a longer process but I think that that contributed to the success of the business when we started it because we did have all that planning time Mm. and you just alluded to it then but you actually renovated your house and put a commercial kitchen in there so your house is essentially your business premises it is it saved us on rent we were lucky enough to have an old Queenslander that did have two kitchens in it so in Queensland you need to have your domestic kitchen and your commercial kitchen as two totally separate entities so we needed to renovate this old kitchen downstairs we decided that we're going to do it to commercial standards and went through the process of engaging council and getting that all approved 
within the home so I could be there for the kids but also have my workspace and it's worked out quite well because there's some late nights and some early mornings so I can stumble downstairs and straight to work I don't need to fight traffic or or anything like that it's worked out well yeah it certainly sounds like there's some perks but I'm sure it's not without its challenges having a home-based business yeah you always feel like you're there and you nick in and out of work mode there's probably less full downtime but there's also those benefits where you can do just one or two little things and then leave it alone again and the house always smells like brownies so it's not too bad (laughs) that is certainly a perk what do you see the long-term vision of Bayside Brownie being what do you want to achieve I want to see it grow but I also I don't want to lose what we've gained in having really personal service and really putting that customer first. I don't ever want to to get to the point where it's that big that we lose that. I would love to look at expanding or franchising in the future, but I don't think it's something that we can entertain right now because I want to get everything squared away with with this part of it before we look to expand Mm. and i mean you are the only person in bayside brownie working so expansion would be quite difficult when you are both the business owner and worker yeah i need to be able to know that i can mix the brownies and get get them out the door as well as looking at the business side of things my husband's very helpful with the business side of things he's got good knowledge in in that regard some of the most behind the scenes stuff he takes care of but mostly i'm it (laughs) at the moment small business work and in in this day and age i mean social media impacts so many businesses how have you best harnessed the power that can come from social media oh look i don't know that we would have a business that we have today if it wasn't for social media we've built the whole business around that so it's been really beneficial for us the power of social media uh, well yesterday we had a market it poured down rain in the city we didn't sell as many brownies as we thought we would sell and we actually sold about half of what we took and because we bake fresh and only sell fresh the next day they're no good to us we popped a storm sale on social media and within six minutes we had all the rest of the brownies sold we delivered them people were happy and we got rid of it, all of our baked goods so that worked for us that's just one example you wouldn't be able to harness much power if you didn't have much of a following so how do you build that followership i think that people have gotten to know us and through our reviews that's been a really good thing to base ourselves on our good reviews we've got nearly 75 star reviews on facebook at the moment which is really heartwarming that you know that people appreciate what you're doing and so i think just that consistency and knowing that social media is a part of your business is a big thing i think and so just being consistent with it and the the shares and the follows of built and they seem to steamroll the more you get the more you you get (laughs) yeah the the feedback and the reviews is quite impressive because statistics suggest that only four percent 
of clients actually leave feedback, be positive or negative. I think I'll cry the first time I get a bad review. <laughs> you know, I've, I've sold thousands of brownies now, so having 60 or 70 reviews up. And we're probably getting a little bit better at asking for those reviews as well. When somebody comes back to us on a text message or a Facebook message and says, hey, wow, last night our cake was brilliant or those brownies were a lifesaver, we now say, well, why don't you tell the world via a Facebook review? We realise how valuable they are, but not everybody thinks to do that. Yeah, particularly any generation above a wide generation person that wouldn't be their first thought exactly personal thank you is more important than a exactly so but those reviews with wide generation they're looking at those reviews and they're they're making decisions on that it's almost like a personal reference from a friend it's probably second to their bestie saying hey you should buy some brownies they could that and they make their decision there so what do you use on social media that you think gains the most traction or following or builds the community that you've been able to establish? I would say Facebook for us has worked the best, but in saying that, I've probably put the most time and effort into Facebook. I think whatever platform you choose, you should give it enough time and effort that it rewards you. I know that we have increased our Instagram following but that's because we're doing more and being more consistent and having guidance from yourself has really helped with knowing that there's different ways to post on different platforms and it's not a one-size-fits-all for everything that you're putting out there. I think you will get the numbers if you put the, the time and effort in. And what type of posts do you think help you gain the most? We're in the unique position that not too many people dislike chocolate and brownies and so we've got a very photographic product so therefore I think visual works well for us we also let our customers know where we're going to be at so that's a a big plus for us with social media because we don't have a store and we pop up in different areas with different markets and it might be a one-off event so i think that those sorts of posts work for us and a competition a freebie they love a freebie our most views are when we're giving something away once again we have that situation where we can have small giveaways that aren't terribly costly to us but they come back in the, the additional following so that's our form of advertising yeah they build loyalty from the community yeah making small business work what would you say the most valuable lesson you've learned since becoming a small business owner (laughs) there's a lot of hard work i think people enter into small business thinking that oh it's mine and I can pick and choose when I work this will be a perfect fit but I found that my customers dictate when I work and when I don't I think just happening to cover off on lots of different aspects is another thing that I don't think enough people think about the book work 
the behind the scenes, the marketing, those sorts of things. They think, oh, well, if I can just produce a really good product, I'll be right. But there's so many more aspects to small business in behind the scenes. Yeah, they think that they can create a job for themselves rather than that they're creating a business that will take all their time. Exactly. And I would be a lot better off if I wanted time and holidays to work for somebody else because it is time consuming i have let the customer dictate when i work and what i do yeah i mean that that is certainly a challenge of being a small business owner what would you say is the thing you love most i really want to please people so the fact that i can give that good customer service and that experience for them and build that community that network around fake goods it's <laughs> it's crazy but people want to feel part of something and they do feel part of this little community that we've set Mm, and I mean we say that you just do brownie but you've been able to cover off quite a few different things by using the idea of brownies so you've got cakes and at each sort of milestone throughout the year whether it be Easter or Valentine's Day there's different brownies being produced Yes, yeah, so we, we've come up with about 20 different flavours of actual brownies, whether it be brownies or blondies. And then we've layered them up with ganache and, and made cakes, all different shapes and sizes, from, from a little family birthday cake through to wedding cakes. We've done lots of weddings now. So it has evolved a little bit from just brownies, but that core of just doing brownies, you know, we haven't moved into muffins or cupcakes or anything like that it's always just going to be brownies has being a small business owner lived up to everything you imagined i think the best thing about being a small business owner is sort of a sideline thing it's actually teaching the kids they're seeing the work that that we put in day to day they see the benefits and they get feedback oh your mum's the brownie lady and (laughs) things like that so i think that the life lessons that they're witnessing has has been a fantastic thing about being a small business owner do you think that forms the legacy that definitely definitely they can see that we've planned. I remember my teenage boy coming to me and saying, Mom, why are you putting all this time and effort into something that's never going to happen? And this was when we are in that 18-month, two-year planning stage. And I said, watch this space, buddy. It will happen and it will be successful because of this time and effort that we're, we're laying the foundations for this. And now he, he totally understands what, what we had to do before we started started mixing batches of brownies. Making small business work. Do you have a, a mentor or an external resource that you use or are you just making it up as you go along? I'd have to say personally my mentor would be my husband and the people that I have gathered along the way, yourself included, because you don't have all the answers. I think if you can network enough and find the people who do have those answers, and they might not have all of the answers for you, but I think if you talk to enough successful business people or successful people within their realm, then you can build your own mix of what works for you I think that would be the the takeaway for starting up the business is just know your limitations and find people to fill those gaps what is the biggest passion that you have about your business the customers the customers and the customer experience that's that was our main focus 
when we set it up. It didn't have to be brownies, but it did have to be a fantastic customer experience. The brownies had to be good, really good. They had to be consistent, so they had to be really good every time. And that was part of it. But certainly the customer experience was our focus then and it's definitely our focus now. Mm, the consistency of the brownie. Do you have that written down? Or? There's, there's measurements. Baking's a fairly precise science. So if you deviate too much, you're going to get a failure. So we're very consistent with our ingredients and things like that so that when you have a brownie next week, it's going to taste the same as the one did this week a little bit like mcdonald's you know what you're gonna get but i think better than mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> I agree. do you have it written down or is it all in your head oh no it's definitely written down we have processes and procedures of how the brownies get put together and right down to cleaning of the kitchen and things like that every everything's documented so heaven forbid i should fall in a heap at one point somebody else could walk into that kitchen pick up those processes and procedures and churn out the exact same product. And that will become very handy if you do franchise. Yes, that will be the, the base level for franchising because you can teach that stuff. You can't teach that passion for customer service. So I think finding the right people moving forward would be finding those people who want to please their customer and then working back to teaching them how to churn out a consistent brownie. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting you say that, that focus for you would be the things that you can't teach someone. So enthusiasm for customer service, enthusiasm for setting up a market stall and building rapport with customers is more important than how to bake because exactly. anyone can learn that by reading something. Exactly. Mm. And, yeah, that enthusiasm is the main thing because it's a strange business in the fact that you've got to be physical enough to want to set up a market stall and lift gazebos in and out of cars and things like that at 4 o'clock in the morning but then have that personality that's going to engage with your customers and, you know, I've got customers that have become friends purely because of our interaction and I know, you know, their, their mum's got a cancer diagnosis or their child's doing their university studies or whatever it is. And just that want to know a little bit extra about your customers too can also help in securing that community, I feel. Hmm. So what does Bayside Brownie look like in five years? I'd hope that Bayside Brownie Company is in other parts of Australia. I wouldn't say maybe not the state. I'd love for there to be a Bayside Brownie Company in Sydney and in Melbourne. That to me would be a great next step. But more importantly than that is finding the right people in behind that for me. How are you going to make that happen? I'm looking into grants at the moment through the local government to try and find somebody to teach me about franchising. Once again, plugging that hole of knowledge that I don't know, I'll find somebody who's an expert in that field and try and gain some of their knowledge to move the business forward. It's very daunting. <laughs> but it's also the next challenge down the track. Yeah, sure. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Exactly. So for the audience who's probably now salivating at the thought of brownies, where can they find your information? Well, they can go to www.baysidebrowniecompany.com.au. We've got a website where you can order our Facebook page, our Instagram page, Bayside Brownie, for both of those. Thanks, Tracy.
Also, thanks for the brownies. <laughs> small business work.